I proclaimed in March that I want to go to Wakefield and burn a Quran oh, there. Oh man, yeah, over the school yes. where they got the boy up. So let's yes. just, okay, I remember. So I reacted and said, now I'm going to Wakefield to burn a Quran to show them that this is legal in the UK. You can criticize Islam in the UK. Let's explain what happened there. There was a young boy, he was yeah. at school and he's autistic. Mm -hmm. So he has difficulties. Yeah. And am I right that he, he muddied it, just tore the, the marked the Quran. And then they had a, basically a Sharia tribunal in a mosque. With the police. With the police. The police sitting there nodding their heads while the imam said how terrible it was, while the mum begged the community for forgiveness yeah. for her 14-year-old autistic son. And called him a silly boy. Yeah, yeah. and they, and they basically... Um, she, she had to demean her own boy in public. Because she was fearful he'd be killed. Yeah. So the same reasons of why governments are looking now to suppress free speech. Okay, and in response to that, you said you was going to come to Wakefield and burn a Quran. Yes. And, and what happened? And then happened the Minister of, of State Security in Britain, he was asked in Parliament and he said, well, we put Mr. Paladin on the, on the list of people that are not allowed to enter the country. So you're not allowed to enter the country. There was an imam talking at Green Lane Mosque just, just weeks ago. An imam talking at Green Lane Mosque in Burma. And this is the problem we have, is we have imams coming in from all over the world who are promoting hatred, who are talking... The actual imam I'm talking about, that mosque was given £2.2 million by the British government in a grant. The man who's in charge of educating the children is there telling people how to cover a woman while stoning her. Yeah? How to dig the hole. He's given the explanation in the mosque. And he's in charge of the education for the youth of this massive three and a half thousand people congregation in the city of Birmingham. And imams and hate preachers are allowed in week in, week out. They fly back and forward from Pakistan, from Iraq, from Afghanistan to promote hatred in mosques across our country. This is the, the real free speech issue, which I wanted to find out here in Denmark whilst I was here, is the people who are calling for, I'm going to find out hopefully over this weekend if the Danish people you meet in the street, A, do you believe in free speech? I think they'll, I'm, I'm, I believe they'll say yes. B, should you be able to burn the Quran? And then I want to find out what they say. Because I think just a taxi driver on the way here said, oh, no, it's causing us big, big problems. I, I think you should ask a second question before the, the, the third question. Yep. Because do you believe in free speech? Yes. Do you believe that terrorists should dictate, dictate restrictions on free speech? And then they will say no. no. And then you'll say it should be legal to burn the Quran because then they'll contradict themselves. Totally, yeah. And not just contradict themselves, but it, what's within the Quran? What, what is it? For yourself, what is it that you feel the need to burn it? Well, I mean, th there are actually two questions here. So the, the first one I'll, I'll address um, just in a few seconds. But the second one is, because the first one is, why is Islam such a terrible ideology and religion? And that's what you're asking. Yep. The second one is, okay, setting aside that it's a terrible idea, does it work well where it's practiced? I mean, does it make happy lives? Mm. And of course, the answer to that is no, because everybody who live there wants want to, to come here. Yeah, they want to come <laughs> here. So, I mean, obviously not. Um, but but the, the first um, uh, question is, the Quran and certainly the, the Hadith, uh, more even, have these uh, terrible statements about what to do to non-believers and terrible statements about what to do to people who do not subscribe to the rules set down by the Muslim God who does not exist. And, you know, shouldn't it be uh, like, uh, in a sense that you have to kill me because I'm not a Muslim? It says that in the Quran. You have to, you have to cut my throat because I'm not a Muslim. 
Do you um, think? Do you think the average person? This is what I don't. I, I obviously am very versed on the on the verses in the Quran about death, about murder, even about paedophilia yeah. or or prepubescent marriage. There's a verse in the Quran that explains how to divorce a prepubescent child. Like, so you've married her, and then you're getting divorced. And then there's all, all the verses of hate. Do you think the average person that I approach in the street of Denmark will have any idea of what's I, I, actually I in that book? Absolutely not. And I also think that when you tell them, they will think you're lying. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, I, they, what I hope to do is show them. Is show them. Uh, which I'll there get is a like, I, can, I can tell you where to get Quran, so there's no problem with that. Okay. But. I mean, it's just so absurd to think that we're walking around people in the street that actually subscribe to these things. So the most Danes would reject it as hate speech. They're saying, you're committing hate speech because you're lying about what Islam is. Whereas it, the actual hate speech is... It doesn't say, yeah, 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 it doesn't say that, okay? So, I, I mean, to, to make a statement about, uh, I don't subscribe to books that say I should be killed. I think that's completely reasonable. It's kind of a literary self-defense to burn the, the book that has instructions for me to be killed.